Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Ah! Definitely some disgust. Rose, and I think a little fear. Ah! But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. Ah. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. Hello, and welcome to the official Broadwaysed podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and boy, am I relieved. My humor may be down the toilet, but I still need a tub of bath beads. There's a lot of sheet going around that's very soapy, but I'm just pooped. Shower me with the man in the mirror as I sit on the throne so I can take the plunge to brush it off, but otherwise, I'm on a roll. And just remember what the lotion of the ocean says, pee yourself. Joining us today are the usual conditioned Johns and Lou's, including Kevin, Water Closet Jager. I didn't get what you were doing until like three-fourths of the way in, and I was like, ah, yes, a bathroom. Yes. <laughs> Kimberly, our game master and unofficial baby sh- no. for the hour. <laughs> and with us today is someone you may have seen in Tick, Tick, Boom. <laughs> the Lightning Thief, or on the incredible Jonathan Larson Project album, or on Broadway in Godspell, or as Michael Mel in everyone's favorite Be More Chill. Let's give a big, broad, wasted welcome to friend of this show. Friend of the show. George Helena. <laughs> <laughs> ready for this? We just... Uh, they harmonized. Harmonized. That was really yes. pretty. I have, to, I have to give a shout out to you, because that was so many... Bathroom puns, and I think you did it all in one breath. Go back and listen to it. But when you're in sure. the bathroom, you need to make well, sure you first have I was breath like, control. I was like, what show is he in with this many poop songs? Yeah. <laughs> did <laughs> Brian Plotsky's musical get produced? <laughs> yeah, someone finally produced poop you, the musical. Don't hold your yeah. You did write an 11 o'clock number about poops. So. I did, and it's spectacular. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> spooktacular. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, you can follow him on social media at his name. Uh, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? <laughs> um, I'm having a vodka soda. 
fancy. fancy. And that's the Reka vodka. Yeah. Um, from Iceland. Yeah. It's very smooth. It is very it's smooth. Cool. It's really nice. I know. It's like the only vodka I drink. Yeah. yeah. I'm Still never... only when it's the only thing available, but... I'm not sure that I've ever had it, but it, it's, it tastes so good I don't need a splash of lime. Oh, good. Kimberly. Kimberly. I am enjoying my cocktail I created yesterday. Yes. Um, or last week as you listen to this. But I realized today when I poured the kombucha from the tap in Brian's office mm-hmm. that it is um, mate kombucha. What does that mean? It means she's not falling asleep tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is like a very bougie vodka Red Bull. Got it. Sure. <laughs> But with gin. With gin. With my <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that makes sense. Have you ever really so bougie actually, vodka, vodka Red Bull? <laughs> yeah. No, gin is bougie vodka. <laughs> gin is bougie vodka? Yes. That's like why that. I like it. <laughs> and then uh, and it's, it's the Bar Hill gin with it the honey? It is Bar Hill, yes. Awesome, so my good. Faith. With the honey. Yeah. I'm having uh, Milagro tequila on the rocks. Yeah, I'm having Milagro tequila on the rocks. I did a splash of soda tonight. Oh, I didn't. I'm taking it just regular. Yeah. We're, We're going to get broad-waisted. Yeah. Cheers. 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 So, George, what's your favorite musical? Mm. Oh, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. I think it's the... I, well, that You know, that and Gypsy, <gasps> Sure. in my opinion, are the two per, truly perfect musicals. Um, what makes them perfect to you? Uh, Gypsy's just... It just is. Mm-hmm. Sure. It really just is. I would is. agree. Yeah, I agreed. Um... And Little Shop because it um, because it takes this uh, weird sci-fi twist and this Faustian element and it just it it it's the first musical I was like such an uh, an anti-musical person sure. growing up uh-huh. and it was I find it to be perfect because it's the musical that got me into musicals. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. I think totally. that if like my first musical was Cats, mm-hmm. I don't know that I. There's a sci-fi it. element to cats. <laughs> <laughs> In the movie, it looks like yeah. there is. <laughs> oh, no. no, cats trailer. is fair game. Cats is oh, terrifying. Can we talk about how there's a... In the trailer, they're prancing on a chair. Yes. Mm-hmm. But there's and they're standing on their hind legs. That's essentially what these cats... These cats are all running around on hind legs. Yep, yeah, the whole time. And they're so small. Yeah, they're not they're cat so size. They're not no. to scale. Like, no, they're they not, to, not scale. to scale. So they're these weird, like... Uh, they're like Zoobly Zoo cat <laughs> people. <Yes. laughs> but Zoobly Zoo looks real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My <laughs> rendering rocked that one. <laughs> he really did. My friend Troy Iwata, who was one of our standbys on Be More Chill, mm-hmm. uh, the day that that came out, we were sitting in our like little green room at the theater, and he was like, um, I just want there to be a scene where... Two humans walk into a room where all those cats are, and then uh, one human goes, uh, "Aren't my cats so cute?" And then the other human goes, "Those aren't f- no! fucking cats." <laughs> <laughs> that should be like the last scene of the it should movie. Be the last yeah, scene. like that just blacks out. Like, <laughs> they're jellicle cats. Yeah. They're small. Oh, is that what, is, that's what jellicle yes. means. Like, you know, jellicle means dear little. What? It means dear little cat. It's like the. Are you making this up? No, it's you like. Could be. Yeah, we would. No, yeah. I, tr- I trust you. No, it is like in like a very posh British accent, like when the s- poems were written, like Jellicle was like 
the accent of like, it's a dear little cat. It's a dear little cat. Like, oh, that, little that cat. muffin is so Yeah, but it doesn't jellical. mean literally small. It can mean like, oh, I'm going to start using that like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I can I call that Your daughter is so jellical. jellical. Starbucks. Yeah, caramel macchiato. Extra caramel, please. <laughs> so wait, did you see Little Shop as your first show or did you do it? Was it? My, I did it. Um, and oh, okay. so that's how I uh, got to know theater was sure. uh, accidentally really being forced to audition for my high school production. That's a great gateway show. It's a yeah. great gateway show. Oh, yeah. I was, you were Seymour? School. I did. I was Seymour, yeah. I was Seymour in high school, too. Oh, my God. I have a picture. The, Do you oh, really? Yeah, my hometown Quick, show paper. it to everyone on the podcast. Here, everyone listening, <laughs> I can't wait for you to see Describe this Describe it in detail. Uh, I'm fat and He's young. jellical. He's a, um, a jellical Seymour. Oh, oh wow. Yes. And, I'm wearing, and I'm wearing my high school class Yeah, ring. you are. Um, As a character choice? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> he um, never took well, it what, off. What are you going to bring to it this time? Uh, nothing. I'm doing the exact same performance. <laughs> <I did> this. <laughs> he pulled out his old script. He's yeah. like, oh, my wait, 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 wait. He popped I the found no. my high school. No. Remember when I, okay, so we were yes. just talking before we started recording about how I'm moving to L.A. and I'm, I'm unpacking things and packing things and sorting through all of my junk. And I went through a backpack that had tax returns in that from like 09. Right. Um, and in that backpack was my original high school <laughs> stolen from MTI. Like I I even put that like, that plastic sticker sure, yeah, 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 coding yeah. that you yeah. put on textbooks. Totally. I put that on it and it's signed by everyone in the cast and it's my old high school That's script. So cute. And it's in perfect mint condition and all of the Seymour lines are highlighted in green oh. and the stage directions oh, you are. You were highlighted not allowed to give orange. that back. <laughs> no. That's I awesome. knew what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, in 15 years. I shall do it again. 33-year-old me is going to find this in a backpack of tax returns. <laughs> You're maniacal. <laughs> Are there notes, like, cross-left? Like, no, of course you no. There's weird. no blocking. No, oh, high school. Who wrote they're blocking in high school? Yeah. I wrote meticulous. I was like, yeah. I'll feel it in my body. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Okay, Kevin. Um, that's crazy. What a weird time capsule backpack. That's it's, so cool. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 And then I saw, uh, obviously, all the money I owed to the IRS. <laughs> right. Back in the backpack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any money, but would yeah. you like this vintage script? <laughs> Time to flee the country. Yeah. Um, we can sell on eBay. Um, I'm keeping it. I'm no, going to use it. It's going to be my rehearsal script for Wait, this production. Yes. So, so You're literally do doing it the same exact way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Full circle. I'm gonna write my blocking into this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 that's so Only awesome. If it feels necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Have everyone sign it though. It's crazy. Like add more people. Oh, I will. Oh, yeah. that's 100%. awesome. Little Shop. Yeah. Was your first show that you did? Yeah. Do you remember the first show you saw, or was there a movie musical that like punched you in the face and were like, "This is awesome"? Um, the first movie musical I saw was Little Shop. Okay. Because I was doing Little Shop. Sure. Um, and then the first musical I saw was a touring production of Phantom of the Opera, and mm-hmm. it was like a couple months after I did Little Shop. Okay. So I was... How th- old were you in Little Shop? Uh, 16. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... Um, such a jellical boy. Such a... Was that junior teeny, or senior? Tiny jello- that was junior oh, year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, junior, yeah. getting Ooh, the leads. Yeah. yeah. There was it was my first ups- thing. No. Wait, oh, so there were some upset seniors. Okay. That so, like a kid who hates musicals <laughs> right. decides to... Ad- 
It's forced to audition becomes the lead of it's a It's like Pitch Perfect. Someone heard you singing in the shower and made you audition, <laughs> no, right? No, literally, yes. Seriously? Wait, really? So what happened was So I... you're telling me you were in a bathroom. <laughs> you were discovered in a bathroom. <laughs> I was in a class called uh, Internet, uh, I'm sorry, Information Technology in a Global Society. It was a... In yeah, high school? It was, yeah. I was in, an, in the IB <laughs> program in high school. I went to class one day. I was a big Weird Al fan. No, I, I would rewrite pop songs... This all happened over a summer um, in middle school. Sure. And um, and so it became a hobby, was to like rewrite pop songs and write really dirty lyrics. Oh, yeah. So I remember the song I sang. Yeah. It, was, um, it was a parody of Hit Me Baby One More Time called Hit Me Baby One More Time. Whoa! <laughs> it was disgusting. Yeah, and, sure. And um, the vice president of the drama club, a guy named Donald Roop, um, who I am still dear friends with, mm-hmm. um, was a senior who skipped class too many times the previous year, failed this course and had to take it again with juniors. Sure. Um, and he heard, and I didn't talk to him because he was that creepy senior who was still in a class with the juniors. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like reverse bullying. Right. <laughs> and, um, That's what it's like with Kevin here on the podcast. Yeah, pretty much. They yeah. do that to me every day. So rude. Um, uh, so he heard me singing and then came in class. Me, in class. Just hang out singing your song to people. Disgusting lyrics yep. to my friends. And he was like, hey, you, you have a like an old time, like like uh, 1940s agent. Oh, he's like old I imagine like a league of their own, like the, yes. the Lovitz character coming to the farm and being like, You got it, kid. One hundred percent. And he was like, Come audition for um, the school musical. And I was like, No. He a vice president man. In theater, invited you to audition to a show with only one male, like two male leads. Yeah, he was yeah, getting competition. So he wanted to be Seymour. He clearly. But, he, but, but he's, he's like, you'd be a great time. dentist or a. Yeah, he's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so uh, my wow. my routine, I was like 240 pounds in high school. I was like a big boy. Mm. And my routine every day was pizza rolls and Mori Povich. Like that Delicious. was my. Yeah set in stone kind of like routine sure. and so when he asked me to audition I told him that I told him I was busy <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm all booked yeah, yeah sorry yeah. super busy and the father is <laughs> <laughs> just hot pizza sauce <laughs> third degree burns on my tongue on the inside pizza of my mouth pizza sauce product yes. let's be <laughs> Cheese product. Yeah, exactly. Meat product. There's nothing real about them pizza rolls. But just like throwing throwing a whole bag of 40 in, in a microwave. Yeah. You know? And then, and then not even not even letting it cool down. Just going right in. Did you live, you were living no, the dream. Just like a feral child. Yeah. Um, and so... so I imagine um, like mixing it with Hormel chili. Yes. <laughs> Just, just being like 16, being like, how many ways can I kill myself early? Um, and so uh, he convinced me. He was really, really persistent. And I sure. He's like, agreed. I will tape Maury for you. <laughs> uh, and so I went. And I'd never auditioned for anything. I didn't sure. know what an audition was. D- did you uh, sing that song? No. Uh, he was like, there's a stack of vocal selection books. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Mame didn't know it. Gypsy didn't know it. Sunday the Parker George didn't know it. Lion King saw the cartoon Uh movie. Okay. So I sang Circle of Life, but I sang it 
with all of the Elton John inflections. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. We arrived on the planet. Like that. I literally <laughs> sung yeah. like that. And they cast me as Seymour. It was crazy. <laughs> and he was kind of like, no. this guy. But um, he ended up playing the plant and he was wonderful. And he also ended up kind of pretty much directing the show. Sure, That's awesome. So it all happened the way it was supposed to. But, um, but I fell in love with theater at that point. Like I was like, this is the best. Like, I was, like, really... I remember the first time I got, like, a laugh. You know, Ooh. in that show, it's, like, oh, Seymour yeah. enters the stage and, like, Falls, trips yeah. and drops all of the, these pots and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the first time I heard all those laughs, it was, like, immediately, like, addicting. And, um, and you know, it took a little, a little more experience through high school to realize that this is, like, what I wanted to do for sure. the rest of my life. And it was really hard for me to go from, like, I want to be a doctor... Uh, and my parents oh. being like, we're going to have a neurosurgeon in the family, mm-hmm. to them being like, I'm going to be uh, an actor on unemployment. Is that cool with you guys, you know? And they're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but they're obviously... Um, but you'll play a doctor, right? Someday. Yeah. Someday. Um, yeah. That's that's that awesome. It. That's such a good story. Uh, let's play a game. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, okay. I'm going to bring one back that we play occasionally when someone has just left a show. Okay. Although okay. you do have your next role lined up. But we're going to pretend you don't. Okay. So we're going to pick your next part. With a game I call Legacy Robe. Yes. Yay. Have you ever played MASH? No. <gasps> oh, this will be even fun. Is there, does it MASH is go fun. by other names? Um, no, because it means mansion, apartment, shack, house. It's what girls played in seventh grade. Got it. So, um, or, Legacy Robe. Or stupid straight boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like how you picture like future and your husband <clears throat> in middle school. Legacy Robe. Robe means... Regional, off-Broadway, Broadway, or experimental. Amazing. And so we're picking your next role. So I need four dream co-stars, and then these two will give us a wild card. Cool. Great. Sure. Uh, four dream co-stars. Uh, Norbert Leo Butts, Sherry Renee Scott. I see a theme. I have a lot of... He's like Jason Robert Brown. Everything they do together, I love. Mm-hmm. Um, is it okay if I've worked with these people? Oh, okay. yeah, absolutely. Lindsay Mendez. Mm-hmm. So um, good. And Josh Lehman. Oh. Love him. I would love to do a thing with Josh Lehman. Yeah. Uh, do you have a wild card co-star? We're going to confer? Who do you think? So I okay. I like that. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go with Megan Mullally. Mm. Oh, great! Yes. I'm glad you use exactly yes, what I said. Exactly what you thought. I would like to point out. I would like to point out that the names listed here, uh, everyone's got full names except for N. LB and SRS. Yeah. Yeah, initials. That makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. They earned that. Exactly. They did. I want to get luggage monogrammed with those. (laughs) (laughs) With with their initials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A a set. Yeah. One of each. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Dream shows. Uh, Okay. Uh, Gypsy. Mm-hmm. Sunday in the Park with George. Mm-hmm. So all the things that you didn't know at your audition. You're like Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mame. We actually have the same vocal selection sitting here on the table. He's just going through them. Can I include a show that that that, that I have been developing? Yeah, but yeah, of course. Uh, the Hunter S. Thompson musical. Oh, oh, sure, sure. We should confer now, Brian. Yeah. You know what? Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I love that show. Speaking of. NR, NLB, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're, we decided. So I saw them in that. So did I. Yeah, me too. Uh, so no, good. I saw him. I saw his understudy because he had, uh, he ruptured his vocal cord for yeah. a while. I saw his understudy, <laughs> who was spectacular. I saw him go on right after Women Tony. 
And he was the first person out of the stage door and the last person to go home. And I, that like, that was such a pivotal experience for me because Mm -hmm. I watched this guy give a vocal cord rupturing performance Mm -hmm. that's also physically demanding and he still gave time to the people who were waiting for him outside the stage door. That's amazing. Beautiful human being. Oh, that's amazing. He's the only person mm-hmm. in this business that when I see him or I'm near him, I can't say hi to him. Like I get have you met? So, starstruck. I have been in the same room as him so many times. I just get so starstruck, mm-hmm. and I convince myself that like there's no way he'd even care to meet me. Did I you watch just Fosse Burden? I did not watch Fosse Burden. He's, so he's really good in it. Oh, I mean, I surprise! He's really good in it. <laughs> 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 it's just like, but it takes you like every time he's in something on film, it takes me a minute. To be like, I know that voice, but who's them? Yeah, yeah like when he, Bloodline. I was gonna say when he was in Bloodline, it took like yeah, at least two is. episodes before I was like, oh crap! And yeah. he plays somebody like totally different than anything you've ever seen. Anyway, your wild card. Oh, it's Broad Wasted the musical. Yeah, Broad Wastical. Broad Wastical. We conferred. We agreed yeah, upon. It, uh, we yeah. we thought of it at the same time. It was we crazy. did. We said it at the same time like yeah. this. Broad wasted cold. Like that. Cool. Yeah. George. Listen, yeah. Listeners, rewind and see what actually happened. That was in the Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I just need uh, four random numbers. Uh, three, seven, 33, 40. Cool. So I'm going to make a spiral. You don't need a wild card number? Do you want a wild card yeah. number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> we chose, chose sixteen. Okay, <laughs> 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 I'm gonna make a spiral with my eyes closed and tell me when to stop. Oh God! Okay. Do you need a wild card stop? Got it. Okay. Stop. <laughs> oh God! Confirm once yourself. Right. Figure this out. So while she's doing that, um. Do you do you have a favorite experience seeing a show? It may have not been your first show. It may have been a show you saw this morning. Is there something that kind of has stuck with you that you were in the audience for? I'm going to have to say seeing Gypsy on Broadway. Because I saw it at, the, at City Center with Patti LuPone. Okay. And then I saw it. I won the lottery uh, when it transferred to Broadway. And I was seated right on the aisle. <coughs> Mm-hmm. And she passed right by me at the very top. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing, I remember reading about Ethel Merman uh, playing Gypsy in the original production and how she would douse herself in rose water so that when she uh, made her way down the aisle, people could smell rose. Oh, wow. And I remember oh. the smell. I, I don't know that, I don't know that Patty was wearing rose water. It might just be. Her natural, amazing essence. Sure, sure. But I remember feeling this rush of wind as she barreled down the aisle and then also smelling that and having that uh, like attack on my senses (coughs) was just like the perfect way to start that show because I was just like the entire time. Yeah. Was was she in her isotoners? That's when I saw it. Uh, I think so. Okay. This is, that's always the follow-up question we have when yeah. someone seemed to. If you saw her like because I loved the full body, or if you saw her with like the purple isotoners. Yeah, because they announced them by name. Like I wonder if they were sponsored the by way they said. Like Ms. Lapone has hurt her ankle. She'll be performing tonight in her isotoners. And I remember my mom going, "That's what I wear." <laughs> yeah. And then the and then the overture starts. I love yep. when musicals yes. make people feel seen. Yeah. Speaking okay. <laughs> of experiences, do we want to hear about the show that we are all going to want uh, yeah. to see? Give in us about one two second. Seconds? 
Yes. Oh, I'm so ready for this to be over. Okay. <laughs> um, so coming to Broadway. Oh. Yeah. George Salazar. Good. Lindsay Mendez. Oh. Starring in Sunday in the Park with George. Oh. Shut. And it will win 40 Tonys. <laughs> they start making up categories. <laughs> you know yeah. what? That sounds like. A dream production. Actually, yes, though. That should, like, really actually happen. Here's the thing. I, Your name d- is Throughout George. Be More Chill, I brought, I very openly talked about how badly I wanted to do a production of Little Shop. And it could be in a barn somewhere mm-hmm. with, like, four folding chairs in the audience. Um, and I want to do it with either Lauren Marcus as Audrey or I want to do it with a trans actress of color as Audrey. Mm-hmm. Like those are that's my dream production. That's what I want to do next, and then it happened. So maybe if I just keep willing, yeah. you're just like secreting your life production yeah. Yeah. with Lindsay Mendez. Well, you could win. I mean, I hear she's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> you could win forty Tonys if like everyone is nominated in every category and everyone ties. That's, that's true. True. Yeah. So every- Guess what? Like Celeste number two. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Even like the cutout of the people. Cutout. Yeah. Yeah. Best cutout. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else happens that whole season. <laughs> just, oh, that's so good. It just travels each night to the different Broadway theater. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you went for like the Hudson production of Sunday <laughs> the Lyceum production of Sunday I'm so into this. Um, yeah. I'm ready for that. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Talking about the Lyceum, yeah. um, let's do stage door stories. Stage door stories. Um, is, there, is there a story or, or multiple stories that pop into your head, whether they're funny or heartfelt, that kind of encapsulate your time with Be More Chill at the Lyceum? There's truly too many to share. It's okay. the, general, the general feeling is like, um, like, let's go back in time and remember when I wanted to be a doctor and how the, the thing about being a doctor to me that was I found so appealing, and, and a lot of my family's in the medical profession, mm-hmm. is the idea of serving others and helping people. Sure. Um, and uh, when I decided to become an actor, I... Uh, I was faced with this thing, like, does this, can I really help people with this? And my dad, up until a couple years ago, was like, you know, if you want to go back to med school or you want to go to law school so you can help people, I'll pay for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, about a year ago, my dad called me crying, and I had sent him a bunch of fan letters and fan mail 
um, and, and fan art. And he uh, called me crying and was like, I'm so sorry for telling you that you couldn't help people as an actor because you're helping people. And so the the thing that I've loved the most from this whole experience mm-hmm. is, is going out of the stage door every night and, um, and just being able to say thank you to these people because... Mm-hmm their love of this show is is really what gave the, our show a, a, a chance, a fighting chance to sure. yeah. even come back to New York and yeah. have a Broadway run. Yeah, 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 yeah. Broadway. yeah. yeah. for sure, for sure. So it's been, it's been amazing to meet, um, I will say, I, there's this one, uh, one girl named Luna. She's half Filipino and half Indian. And she, um, she uh, over Twitter, had said really nice things you know, basically along, along the lines of I've never seen anyone on, on a Broadway stage that made me feel like I could see myself in them mm-hmm. and I see myself in you and you make me feel like um, anything I dream of is possible and, like, that is, like, and that's heavy, everything. real shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, that goes above and beyond um, any, like, award nomination or or paycheck or whatever. Like, that is... I want to like bottle that at the essence of that conversation yeah. for sure. And so she came to see the show, and her mom was with her, and her mother kind of said a similar thing, like "Thank you for being a, a positive role model for my kid." There's there's a generosity and um and like um like just pure love from these young people. Um, and from their families, too, because their parents are forced to listen to that music. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like you go to a concert as a kid and your your dad or mom has, has to, to come with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, and so it's it's been things like that and also hearing stories from the parents that are like, man, thank you for this musical because I've, I've, I've spent a couple years trying to figure out how to get through with my daughter, like how to connect with my kid. Mm-hmm. And we, our love of this show has helped us create like a real bond and that's mm-hmm. really special, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of stuff is like. <coughs> Cheers. Those are the Cheers, only to that. Cheers! Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, um, that's that's the literally every night mm-hmm. at the stage door. Yeah. Is is that? That's crazy. That's amazing. And so there's like you go. I go home exhausted, but also like my heart is just like. It's so full. full. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's. You mentioned the Jonathan Larson project. So yeah. Let's transition to that for Ooh, a second. Please. Um, what does Jonathan Larson mean and his work mean to you? Yeah. And and did that change after you were participated in the project? So obviously, like everyone else, my first Jonathan Larson musical um, that I that I heard was Rent, mm-hmm. and I as a as a high schooler mm. was um, I I loved like hating what everyone loved. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love being, oh, yeah. I love being yeah. that the asshole. Other. Yeah. <laughs> A hundred percent. Oh, I, me too. I still do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so I. Yeah. So I. Kevin. So I. Right. <laughs> I was waiting for that yeah. to come out. But, but you don't know which way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think he does. Uh, no, I caught on. <laughs> no, I. Nice. I, uh, I found Rent, and and everyone was crazy about it, and I was like, "You guys, he like passed away, and he never finished his musical. This is, it's not finished." It's an unfinished piece. Yeah. And you're all like so bonkers crazy over it. And I like refuse to like rent. Mm-hmm. <gasps> all through high school, all through college, I was just like, no, it's not for me. And then, um, and then continuing that through. Did you ever in see it? Or just from like I that saw- double disc album that everyone yeah. had? Yeah. I saw the, the off Broadway revival production. Sure. Okay, sure. I resisted and then. 
uh, Nick Blameyer got cast in Tick, Tick, Boom mm-hmm. uh, for the Off-Broadway revival with Keen Company. And then Wait, I went in... So not to like two years ago? Yeah. You I saw that, right? I did. You saw that election night. I did. I'm actually. We're going to talk about that in a bit. I was. That was one of the most amazing experiences, dude. Uh, okay, I, I needed that so bad. That. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I, I went in for that show. <laughs> I sang Michael in the bathroom. Did you really? Yeah, I did. That was my <laughs> you know, it then began this like crazy whirlwind experience of like. That show is all about Jonathan, and um, I started drawing parallels between him and myself and other artists in my life, and um, during the course of that production, I was then meeting all of his family and friends, Mm. and I was, I realized, like, I, because of that experience, I got to know Jonathan on like a deeply personal level. Yeah. And um, and it changed everything for me. And now I listen to Rent on the, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I just, I think There was I, context. Yeah, yeah. I think I needed to understand this man more than 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 a two disc CD set yeah. would 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 allow me to yeah yeah with a sixteen year old's brain and like, exactly yeah yeah and like sure. just a douchebag's kind of perception yeah well and, your context was complete you were in high school or whatever yeah like with with kids who are obsessed over it not like it's like when people when kids when kids watch Friends and they don't I didn't like Friends until recently because I didn't you get don't understand it. it now right, I yeah. get it. And right. I get upset because I'm like, they can't afford that apartment. But like, yeah. <laughs> that was very Ross of you. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah no, I, I, uh, it was crazy. I met Matt, who inspired uh, Michael, the, the, the character I played in Tick, Tick, Boom. And he's also the inspiration for Angel. Um, and, you know, Matt was diagnosed with HIV uh, in 1990 and, um, and survived and, and has, is living still and has lived longer than Jonathan. And I was, you know, I sat with him at West, West Bank Cafe and he told me about the guilt that he f- has always felt about um, Jonathan dying so young and him still being around. And like the, the amount of crying that I did during the course of that, because mm-hmm. then my, my relationship with Jonathan's work um, is... I wouldn't. I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm so glad yeah. that mm-hmm. I was such an asshole about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so long, and that, and that, that moment, that experience of working on that show, um, completely changed my mind. And so, um, so I felt this this really deep personal relationship with Jonathan. And then the Jonathan Larson project happened, and then that relationship uh, got even deeper. And. Uh, uh, that whole thing, you guys, I, so, you know, we've, I've done like so many concerts at 54 Below. Yeah. And this one was that cool. That was different though. Well, like, I was there, like. To- totally different. But yeah. in my head, you know, I was oh, just yeah. like, I Another had just 54 closed, Below show. right, yeah. I had just closed, um, uh, Be More Chill Off Broadway. Mm-hmm. And I was, this was kind of gonna, kind of, uh, take care of my artistic satisfaction until we went to Broadway with the show. And so, you know, I was doing in the middle of this hiatus and I was just like um, learning these songs as if I was going to be doing a concert at 54 Below. Sure. But then what it became was like every night felt like a seance. Mm. Yeah. 
in a really weird way. Yeah. That's such a good um, way to put it. Yeah, because you had Al Larson, who is a man in his 90s, who came to every single mm-hmm. show. All of Jonathan's like closest friends, Jonathan's sister was there for mm-hmm. every single performance. It was like all the people that he loved and lived with um, were in this one room together for probably for the first time in years. Mm-hmm. At the, yeah. In the same yeah. room at the same time. Then you had um, a bunch of people who love his music and whose lives have, have, have been so impacted and changed by his work. And then you have artists performing the majority of the show was songs that have never been performed live since Jonathan performed them, or they have mm. never been performed live, period, mm-hmm. and they were all transcribed from Recordings audio recordings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you, you basically <coughs> have the makings, the trappings of a seance. Yeah. And um, every night was really spooky. Yeah. There was one night in particular. It was the fifth show that we did. I we finished it. I the cast ran over to the elevators. I forgot my water bottle on stage. So I ran back into the dining area, grabbed my water bottle, and then ran back to the elevators. And the elevator had left with the cast. Mm -hmm. And so I called an elevator for myself. Uh, I got in, I was alone, and I closed my eyes. And I said, thank you, Jonathan. Um, And the elevator stopped. And it was stalled for like 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. And I had hit the the floor number for the 54 Below green room. Yeah. And uh, it stalled and then corrected itself. And then the doors opened. And then it was was an empty, all-black floor. Lights were off. No one was on that floor. No one called that number, and I didn't push that number on the elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stayed open for like a really creepy long time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Then the elevator closed, and then it brought me up to the green room. And it was the fifth floor that it stopped on. So it was the fifth show, and we stopped on the fifth floor. Oh. And I immediately ran to Matt McCollum, who is um, Jonathan's nephew. Mm-hmm. And I was like crying. Because I, because of what had just happened. Yeah. Yeah. And he gave me a hug and was like, that was Jonathan. And he was like, what you have to understand is that he was always a prankster. And even after his death, he loves to prank his family and his friends. And what you experienced, I'm so happy that you did. Because that was a moment of Jonathan acknowledging your... Like gratitude, mm-hmm. and every time I think about that experience, yeah. it's really like I'm surprised. I think I cried too much I'm on like, Sunday. I'm, so I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm nothing left. <laughs> but um, but it it um, that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. And that kind of stuff continues to happen. <laughs> yeah, there was um, magic in Fifty Four Below that I was so have not experienced before. There have not experienced since that. Like I don't know. Seance is the right way to put Seance it because like is there was something the right in that room. I have sat at the same table a million times. Like I've been there so many times, and like there was something when everyone was singing piano at the and end. Goosebumps. Yes, oh, that's so intense. When everyone was singing piano at the end of that show, like Jonathan's. <clears throat> jo- and so when it's Jonathan's piano- voice, and then everyone joins in, and I literally like I'm covered in there goosebumps. There was not you guys. no like there was not a dry eye in the house. Like mm-hmm. I was sitting next to his friends and like my best friends, and it was just like. I talk about it all the time that it was like one of the best nights of theater of any kind 
that I've had in like the last and five years. Seriously, thank God that they like captured the, like I mean, obviously you can't capture the full moment of experience of being there, but like having like this recording that people can This album yeah. is uh you know, Joe Iconis calls the Jonathan Larson project uh, um, Jonathan Larson's new musical theater concert. Mm. Yeah. Like it's like if a new composer has their like showcase of their yeah. work at the uh-huh. people below, and it's his new songs. Sure. Um, this is gonna sound really cheesy, but it's like road trip dream record. It's mm. every time I drive, mm. I listen to that album. Mm-hmm. And awesome. I drive a lot because I like to get oh, out yeah. of the city. Sure, sure. But like every time, it's just like it's so good. The songs are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jen Tepper did such a brilliant job of like assigning each of these songs to the actors that she had. Yeah. They are all interpreted and um, communicated so clearly and beautifully. It's uh, it, it is an album that. You, I it, it might be the the album that I'm most proudest of being a part of. Mm. That that elevator story is nuts. It's crazy. And like so you went from the the bottom floor to the fifth floor Here to the go. green room. Yeah. <clears throat> We're gonna take you to another place. Tuesdays in the corner with Kevin. I wanna figure out how to make the podcast listeners aware of when my eye rolls. When <laughs> <laughs> the transition you can goes. a uh, boulder sound effect. You all know. So, George, welcome to Kevin's Corner, Thanks. where I have three highly researched questions about you based on your Wikipedia page. Um, and then I go down a Wikipedia rabbit hole, and it doesn't always make sense, but we'll figure it out. Okay, so question one. According to your Wikipedia page... <laughs> Growing up, you focused on your studies on pursuing a career as a doctor, but switched your focus to theater in your last two years of high school. Wikipedia knows this? High school, Wikipedia knows I that. don't know who wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a child knows that about you. <laughs> high School DXD, on the other hand, is a Japanese light novel series that centers on, I'm going to say this wrong, Asei uh, Hayodo, a perverted high school student from Ko Academy who desires to be a harem king and is killed by his first date, revealed to be a fallen angel, but is later revived as a devil by Rias Gremory to serve her and her devil family. Ah, you read my autobiography. (laughs) (laughs) Devil Driver, actually, is an American heavy metal band from Santa Barbara, California, formed in 2002, that was originally named Death Ride, but due to copyright issues and the name being taken by several other bands, like Death Ride 69 and Death Riders, the band had to change their name to Devil Rider or Devil Driver. Theme parties like Angels and Devils or My Favorite Britney Party, that's a, that's a, I threw that in college my senior year. All the girls had to come as their favorite Britney Spears and all the boys had to come as their favorite man from her life. Who I was you? Kate, Kevin? I was Kevin Federline. Of course. I oh. went to the uh, Goodwill and got a Sean John jumpsuit. Yes! I was and everything. a bucket hat? Yeah, oh, I was everything. It was so good. I need a photo. And then I bought a keg, but I didn't know how kegs work, so I put it in the back of my car and let it fly all over the place in my car. So when I got there and tapped it, the keg was, like, just foam. And I got so nervous that I had three pitchers of margaritas before anyone got there. So I was, like, puking at the beginning of my own party. Him personally. Yes, me personally. such good friends in college. (laughs) I failed so hard. Why did you go to college? FSU. Okay. So my my question for you is, if you had to organize a theme party for this weekend... What theme would you pick? How would you have everyone dress up? And what food and drinks would you have? I think the theme party 
would be well, the party would be some sort of going away party for myself. Okay. Uh, and so then the theme, then then the the theme would be me. Okay. And then it would be you have to pick a tragic photo of me on Facebook and try yeah. to recreate try it. To recreate it. <laughs> I choose the so uh, everyone dresses you and then food and drink and then food and drink. Uh, Pizza rolls. With, <laughs> <laughs> with Maury on all the TVs. Yeah. 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 So you just watching Maury and eating pizza rolls Ma- with everybody. Ma- but Maury supercuts with like gay club uh, like dance tracks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So there's always music and you don't have to hear like talking, but you see a lot of fighting. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And you hear a lot of Deborah Cox. Deborah Cox. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. A lot of fighting. <laughs> I feel like I immediately heard her voice when Let's you were like, gay club <laughs> I'm into this party. Yes. All right, question two. According to your Wikipedia page, Wikipedia? in a according to your Wikipedia page, in the spring of 2013, you further combined your passions for theater and music as a cast member and musician in the off-Broadway production of no. Up Everything, later called Brooklyn Crush, where you played a stoner drummer of a rock band and served as a musical's onstage drummer. Yeah. Drummer Hoff is the title and main character of a children's book by Barbara and Ed Emberley that tells the cumulative tale of seven soldiers who build a cannon named Sultan, and Drummer Hoff, the soldier who fires it off, with the book exploding into a blast of colors. The colors of Stobasa, uh, uh, officially designated as the Stobasa Hillside Homes artwork, is a community artwork designed by Tamawa Village Group and is locally recognized uh, tourist attraction in the town of La Trinidad, uh, Benguet, maybe? The paint, uh, the paintwork of multiple houses is composes a single artwork. So they paint like five houses and it creates like one image. Um, cool. Bosa is a portmanteau do do this of the names of the sitios the artwork <laughs> is situated, namely... I know, Stonehill, Botwitwa, and Sajep. So my question is, what did I just say? <laughs> so my question is, if you were tasked with casting the imaginary live-action Broadway musical adaptation of Disney's Monsters, Inc., who would you cast in the following roles? Yeah, that makes sense. So the first one is Sully. The John Goodman character. Uh, Sully. Uh, do you guys know about that actor? Who? And he's on This Is Us. Is that the show on NBC? Oh. oh. Um, um, Taserface from Garden of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yes, Sully. Flash, the original. The original. What's uh, his face? He was the original. Uh, he was the Armada Shields part. Yeah. He's. Um, Toby? No, nope, Toby's that's his name, name on, this, on is us. this Is Us. Chris Sullivan? Something like that. Chris Sullivan. Yeah. And he goes oh. by Sully. Oh, so my God. That's that perfect. That's really good. Who would you do for Mike Wigowski, the Bill, Billy Crystal character? Uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah. yeah he yeah. can still Who do I just it. met. Oh, really? Did you seriously? Yeah, he came to the last, he came to closing of Be More Chill. <gasps> that's and so And were cool. you like, I'm going to be Seymour? Will Rowland, thank God Will Rowland said it, because I was like, I don't think you I can can't tell say him it that. to yeah. Will Rowland did. And he was like, oh, that's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take a picture now? <laughs> the you... show was three and a half hours long that day, so yeah. he, I'm sure he was like oh ready to get through. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Standing ovations after uh, uh, every song. Like every line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, who would play Boo, the little girl? Uh, you can cast an adult, like... No, I would cast a, a girl. Uh, a pheromone baby? <laughs> One of those jellical cats. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's actually <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift as like a cat. In, yeah, yeah, perfect. Uh, who would be Randall, the bad guy? 
the Steve Buscemi character. I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a Christian Borle. Oh, nice! I would totally see that show. And question three, you're doing great. According to your Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. in 2016, you played Michael in the off-Broadway revival of Tick, Tick, Boom, which opened on October 20th, 2016 at the Acorn Theater at Theater Row. I thought you were incredible in that show. The whole production was amazing and really helped me the night that I saw it. On Tuesday, November 8th, 2016, the date of the 2016 presidential election. And I'm just going to take a moment <laughs> to say that that was one of the most magical performances I've ever seen because the audience was very small that night. Very um, small. Because a lot of people were... Watching TV watch and paying attention. Mm-hmm. I had been given uh, some tickets to see the show, and so I took a boy I was seeing at the time. I knew it was papered. <laughs> <laughs> I took a boy that I was seeing at the time, and uh, we kind of, it was just this emotionally beautiful moment because the whole show is about like watching an artist discover like what power he has within him and how he can affect people and how sometimes there's things in life you can't control. And, like, all of those themes were, like, so intense that, like, the entire audience that was there was, like, sobbing through half of the show. And, like, you could feel on stage, I don't know how you guys were for sure, but, like, it definitely felt like the actors were, like, trying to escape into the show. Like, all of us didn't want it to end because we didn't want to go outside and find out what was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, None of us wanted to do the show that night. I bet. Because we got there... And it was still undecided. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when the lights went down and we started, like we weren't sure, but like things were not starting to look good. Like, when was it official? Midnight? It, it was, was pretty late, 3 but, but, but early oh, but, on you could see the states that oh, were it was needed getting sad. Yeah. Were, yeah. Were, yeah, it was not going well. Um, it was. Uh, huh. It was one of those experiences where art as the artist um, provides a much needed escape uh, Mm. from like what you know like I don't do theater to escape my own life uh, but that was an instance where (laughs) it was like a very welcomed escape Mm -hmm. Um, Louder Than Words is a song that much like a lot of the stuff on the Jonathan Larson Project album, uh, there's this like prescience that he had when he wrote what he wrote. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that is because he was enlightened in a way that most people aren't or weren't, or if it's just this terrible, endless like cycle of awfulness that just can, that just happens and it will never change. We're in this, like, it feels like we're in a hamster wheel. Yeah. And, um, that experience that night was one where, um, I felt, I think it was the first time as an, as an, as an actor that I felt like the audience needed something and we needed something and that something was each other. And there was this really beautiful, it was like there was no fourth wall. It was like there was no proscenium. It oh my was God, it was just so like amazing. we were all in a room together and it felt like therapy. And then the next day was that on crack. Like it was oh, that time. Oh, no, I can't imagine. Yeah, because... Because uh, yeah, we no, all checked was... our phones as soon as the show was over and it was, it was not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nothing had been declared, but it was just... 
not good. I remember texting you that night yeah. and being like, tell me how your show was because yeah. I'm sad. And I was just like, can they start over? Can you just do it again? Yeah. Because like those moments that like, especially with like Nick's character, like he has some of those monologues and just some of those moments that are so like, he got to feel what all of us were feeling that like, what's happening to the world around me? Why is this happening? Yeah. But like filtered into what the, set of the show is but like it just meant so much more to everyone there it was and just... it, it proved to me that his musical about turning 30 in the in 1990 is though a period piece very timeless mm-hmm. yeah and very relatable yeah i'm really happy you were there uh that was it that performance of that <laughs> night will like forever go down in like my that memory so as like one of my favorite nights of seeing theater ever. Um, is there a question? There is a question okay. here. But we have to hear some more bullshit. No! Um, <laughs> this is great, because I'm going to... Election Days, D-A-Z-E, is a 1943 Our Gang short comedy film. Ah, uh, yes. The plot follows Mickey, the incumbent for the presidency of the One for All and All for One Club, oh, who is certain he will win and refuses to campaign. The situation changes radically when Mickey is challenged by political upstart Froggy, who gains popular support with a steady stream of empty promises, but both candidates are in for an unpleasant surprise when Janet Burstyn appears as a write-in. <laughs> Writer in the Dark is a song recorded by New Zealand singer-songwriter Lord. Eh? Mm-hmm. Is it Lord or Lord? Lord. For a while, her name is Lord. Eh? For her second Lord. album... <laughs> For her second album, Melodrama. Which is an incredible album. What a gay man! (laughs) I know I failed. He's not that kind of gay. (laughs) Stop putting people in boxes. Yeah. Lorde boxes. Uh, Oh, Lorde, Lorde. Piano ballad with sparse production inspired after Lord Lord woke up late one night with a stranger. Its lyrics are Lord's. Lament to an ex-lover. I can't say it right. In which she says she will always love him, but she also needs to move her life forward. So my question is, what musical theater song always breaks your heart when you hear it? And what non-musical theater song always breaks your heart when you hear it? Musical theater song that breaks my heart every time I hear it is It's Hard to Speak My Heart from Parade. Mm. So good. Um, And then the... I might get a lot of blowback from this. This might be controversial. Okay. But the non-musical theater song that make that breaks my heart every time I hear it is a song uh, by Michael Jackson. Okay. Uh, off the History album. Mm-hmm. Growing up, huge Michael Jackson yeah. fan. Yeah. I was uh, a huge fan. And uh, that History album was like his most like politically charged mm-hmm. and yeah. kind of like personal... Um, album and uh, for some reason the Free Willy <coughs> two producers mm-hmm. chose wanted him to write this song uh-huh. for the for I to, know to, for the soundtrack yeah. and it's childhood and it's this song about someone who was robbed of their childhood and uh, but still as an adult wants to hold on to that uh-huh. it, it's got all this like uh, Peter Pan. Um, uh, illusion in it and it's it's a beautiful beautiful song but it <coughs> breaks my heart every time I hear it oh, so good and that was Kevin's Corner well done sir you did it um, should we play another game yeah we should yeah this is my scenery bag that is full of lights around my show cards amazing 
Um, I love those cards. I know. You're the best. This is a game just called Blank in the Blank. Okay. Which sounds dirtier <laughs> than it is. Okay. Going I was going to say, all three of the boys just got a really weird grin. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just, like, stroked my chin hair. <laughs> chin hair. I stroked my yes. chin hair. So what you're going to do is pick one show card out of the scenery bag. Okay. And then you will also pick household places you might find yourself. Got it. Okay. So once you have a show card, a the person, person in the location, <coughs> got it. In a location, mm-hmm. you are going to need to tell me how that person might sing an 11 o'clock number in that location. About that location. About being there. If you could decide maybe what kind of show they're in, if they're just doing a cabaret of their own songs. But mm-hmm. basically, that's boring. Right. I know. So basically, I like that she looked at you to say you could give the boring answer. Yeah. <laughs> if this is hard, I'm imaginative. <laughs> Brian will go first. Sure. This is Jesse Tyler Ferguson in the garage. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I think uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson plays a mechanic. Oh, a thousand different mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a reservation. Um, and um, and everybody wants him to be something different. But he's a game man who's a mechanic, but they're putting him into this box where he's mm-hmm. like, "This is not what game men aren't mechanics." And um, he's and he's like, "No, this is who I am." Right. And so at the I end, he's I like, am. "I am." Yeah, it's, it's his "I am who I am" number, <laughs> but it's it's Jesse Tyler Ferguson in the garage. Like he finds out he belongs there. No like this is his home. Like, it doesn't matter. Great. He, um, what would like the pivotal lyric be? It would be something like uh, like like. I don't children need will to, write, is there a way message? Right, I don't need to be um, at the gay, gay bar. I just need to be under the hood of this car. Aww. Something like that. Great. Yeah. I like that, under the hood. Yeah, or something about... Under the hood. Under the hood. You know, um, Can you sing it? Yeah, sure. Sing that lyric. Yeah. I don't need to be in a gay bar. I just need to be under the hood of this car. You're very kind to I his love it. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Okay, so I have uh, Kate Schindle in the... Uh, Kate Schindle on the patio. Yeah. Great. Um... So, yeah, so she's on a patio. She is grilling. Okay. On the patio. And her father is like a famous grill master, and her mom is like a famous marinator. So, like, she has like a lot to live up to. So, the whole song is about how she's trying to make sure that she cooks this meat perfectly. Um, So, she Mm. keeps singing like uh, sweet meat, heat meat. Get it red, get it red. <laughs> and that's her like oh, big line. Oh. And how do you sing that? Um, well, it's Kate Shingle, so it has to be like super belted. So she's like, sweet meat, heat meat, get it red, get it red. Just belting. <laughs> yeah, just straight right. down belting the whole thing. And that's uh, Kate Shingle on the patio. I love that. Amazing. So I have Brandon Uranowitz in the front yard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> and so basically what has happened uh-huh. is that Brandon has decided in this show he's in, yes. so his character, yes. right? Um, he's been kicked out of his house and his boyfriend is throwing all of his clothes onto the front yard. Mm. Been there, done that. Haven't <laughs> <laughs> we all? And so Brandon Uranowitz on the front yard yeah. And he is just picking up all of his most valuable items as they come down. And so it's it's about him not... So is it like he's like going through stuff and be like, oh, I don't need this shirt anymore. Like leaving it on the lawn. He's just like unfazed <laughs> for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't care about you. Where's my Gucci shirt? Like, I don't care about you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, where are my 
Gucci slides. I don't know why all I'm thinking of is Gucci right now. No, but now I want to hear. But you are a bougie. What, what but, are we talking about oh, earlier? Oh, 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 gin my is a bougie drink. vodka. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just and then, he has to ever, and then the bridge is all about him being like, no, 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 that'll break. Oh, <laughs> like, oh right, right. Like, yeah. don't throw the gin, it'll break. <laughs> okay, George, you got to follow anyway, that. Okay. That was a patter song. <laughs> um, mine is also a patter song. Yes. Um, I drew Anne Harada. You guys. Yep. Who is one of my favorite uh, human beings on the planet? I love her. And she's in the pantry. So, <laughs> Anna Harada is a, a single mother in this musical, and uh, the it's the night before she she works three jobs, mm-hmm. and it's the night before um, her uh, only child's uh, birthday. Okay. okay. And so this is the only time she has to bake a birthday cake. Yes. And uh, all the stores are closed because she lives in the, she lives in the very small rural area. Mm-hmm. And uh, the song is called uh, 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 Where's the Goddamn Flower? And she has all the, all the trappings for a birthday cake, but she's missing the, the main ingredient. So and she's trying to find something in the pantry that would free. count as a substitute? Yeah, she, it's, she, what this is is my dream scene yeah. in a in a show where mm-hmm. you can destroy a set. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Wet Hot American Summer. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> when Jeanine Bravo is like looking for the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So Anna Rada is alone on stage and she's just tearing this kitchen apart. Like actually. The the yeah, she's literally. Throw, there's powder everywhere. The poor stagehands have to be there for hours after the show. But they Six are sponsored by Sugar in the Raw. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's uh, and that it's scene pat- is cut from matinees because <laughs> they have to save it for the night show. <laughs> it's a patter song and it goes like this: um, Where, where, where is the flower? I can't find the goddamn flower. Where is the flower? I need to find the flower. Where is the flower? I need to find some flower. Paprika, cinnamon. I can't find the flower. Could somebody tell where the goddamn flowers? Could someone tell where the goddamn flowers? I need to find the goddamn flower right now. I need to find the goddamn flower right now. Now, now, now. I'm screaming. I'm screaming. I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's along those lines. Did, it, it, did you tell not... George about this ahead of time so he could prepare not. a song? Honestly, I love that so much. I'm really into that. That was blank so in the blank. And that is Anne Harada blank. in the pantry. And that was Blank in the Blank. Blank in the Blank. I'm going to secret this musical. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't send me the perfect George. She yeah. the other one Tony available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a one, one a special, it's just going to get the special event Tony. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Her pantry. Oh my god, yeah. I'm so into this. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Uh, That's the whole yes. musical, by yep. the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, duh. Oh, of course. Um, 18 reprises. Yeah. <laughs> Each a key higher yeah. than the previous one. <laughs> just <laughs> Yeah, just modulate through the whole she show. She just starts coughing up blood by the whole <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then flower pops out and that's just the end. <laughs> yeah. And there's the flower. Yay! Well, that brings us Yay. to the end of our episode. It does. Um... George, thank you so much for thank hanging you with so us. Thank you so much. We had a ton of fun. Um, again, um, you can follow him at George Salazar on social media. You can follow us at Broad Wasted yeah, on us. all um, social media. Again, we have a Facebook group. Uh, join our Patreon. Oh, speaking of our Patreon, mm-hmm. we do have one question from a patron today. Sure. Oh. Um, specifically for George. 
Yeah. If you could wave a magic wand, what show would you do next? Which we already time talked about. You would just secret. But maybe we can. What would be the next one? What would be the next? I mean, what? I mean, in you've LA. done. Or in LA, what is your like? If you could wave a magic wand and how moving to LA goes for you? I will say that the magic wand moment for me would be that um, that I could do the Hunter S. Thompson musical that Joe Iconis uh, has written. Okay. Uh, I think yeah. it's his Sunday in the Park with George. I think it's his like. From the like, <clears throat> which songs on two player game are from are Hunter from, S. Thompson? Uh, Song of the Brown Buffalo yes. is like my character's big number, mm-hmm. and Kaboom, which is the which was our encore at our fifty four below shows, and is the last song on the album. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to that, it is on Spotify, and I weirdly listen to Kaboom and the Goodbye song. Like those are my two like on repeat sometimes if I like am having a bad day those mm-hmm. are my yeah. songs I'm like okay we that are scans. cool yeah, yeah that right scans. Um, and that, that patron to was those. that patron was Sam that was Sam yeah thanks Sam for Sam the Bergman um, awesome um, well we end every episode with a quote we do and tonight's quote is hello kids welcome to my party glad you stumbled in welcome to my party baby where's the ice who's here up for dancing who here's new welcome to my party who the hell invited you. Oh, welcome to my party. You just don't from talk Lacusa. about... Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. I was like, I don't know what that is from. That's oh, oh, what that's my... the wild welcome card. Welcome to my party. I only know He's the so Lippo one. Wait, so that's, the, oh. so that's the, the Tony Collette. Yeah, and the Eartha... Wasn't Eartha Kitt in that yes. one, too? Um, one day I'll just listen through that. Maybe that's a Patreon episode. Oh, yeah. We just compare and contrast the, the wild, wild parties. parties. That's a good... That's a really well, good Well, we have a wild party. We always have a wild party. We do. This was a wild party. I had fun. Um... But um, just a reminder, the Be More Chill album and the Jonathan Larson project are available from Ghostlight. Um, so definitely go get As those. As is two-player game. I was going to say, where is two-player yeah. game? Yeah. Ghostlight, good people. Um, so check those out. And then you can get the Be More Chill vinyl. Um, when By the time this comes out, I think you'll be able to get it or it's coming out soon. Um, right after this. But uh, again, thank you. And uh, as we end every episode, we raise our glass mm-hmm. and we say, Zutuapum. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, Cheers. You've been in Greece? And then the, and then the no. reading rainbow Wait. thing. <laughs> 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 Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.